Jen here and welcome back to the Data Night Podcast. I hope you are doing well. I hope wherever you are, the weather is great because right now for me in Korea, it's not that great. Um, yeah, it's it's been really foggy all day long. Um, I thought it would uh, brighten up after uh, like the morning, um, after the morning, but um you know, like noon went by, 1 p.m. went by, 2 p.m. went by, and it was still really foggy. And now it is just past 4, it's 4.05, and it's still pretty foggy, and I don't like it. So, <laughs> um, I hope wherever you are, you're doing fine, and your weather there is much better than it is here. Um, I was actually watching the uh, inauguration last night and this morning, Um and I've never watched any of the inaugurations before. Um, the only presidential campaign that like I was interested in and like at least old enough to be interested in was the 2016 uh, Trump and Clinton thing. And um, I didn't watch the inauguration because it, I think it was like a school night or something or I was I just wasn't bothered. Like I just didn't care. Um, but this time around, I was interested, uh, partially because I think I'm just more like old enough and I kind of understand how this stuff works and I'm just a little bit more interested now, but also like, I just wanted to see, I don't know if I'll watch every single inauguration from now on. Cause I mean, I'm not even American, so I'm not like fully that invested anyways. Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely quite interesting because um, I've never, I've never even watched the Korean, I don't even know if Korean presidents get like an inauguration thing. Uh, I don't know what they go through. Uh, so I'm kind of interested to see that when that comes around. I think the next time it'll be 2022, so like next year. Um, so I'm kind of interested in how that will go about. But uh, I did, I did just want to mention, uh, and I don't, I have no reason for this. I like, I, I don't know why, but when I was watching, um, Kamala Harris get uh, sworn in by um, the first Latina Supreme Justice, I think that's what they're called. Um, see, I, I don't know American government politics one. I don't know. But <laughs> anyways, when, um, when she was getting sworn in, um, I have no idea why. I have no reason for this. I, don't, I genuinely have no answer or anything. But um, when she was being sworn in, I, I choked up. And it was very, very strange for me because... I literally just choked up and then I was like, wait, hold on a second. Why am I tearing up? <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, it's definitely a historic moment, but also like it's not part of my country's history or my like I have no affiliation with America. Why am I choking up so much? Um, but anyways, yeah, so that was kind of interesting. And then uh, that was at like 3 a.m. Like, I, I went to bed about 3 a.m. after watching everything. Um it started around, like, for me in my time, it started around, like, one, a little before one. That's when I, like, uh, turned, um, started streaming. And then um, I finished, like, I turned it off after they just started to, like, walk out, which was about 2.30. And then I was just on YouTube, as you do, <laughs> for a little bit longer. And then I went to bed. But um, I didn't think that I would be able to wake up in the morning because I'm not a morning person. Like, seriously, I'm not a morning person at all. Um, like, I would, I was thinking, like, okay, so since I'm going to bed at, like, 3, I'll probably wake up at, like, 12, right? <laughs> um, but no, uh, I woke up at 9.30, and um, I woke up and 
first thing I did was turn on CNN and I was I was watching uh, the coverage obviously because for America it was still like the 20th it was still uh, inauguration day and it was the next day for me and but yeah time zones are hard and uh, I was watching there like the concerts and everything and that was fun and like I want I wanted I wanted to watch the I can't speak I wanted to watch um, the concert and the celebrity stuff because I mean I haven't watched anything remotely similar to that in a long long time so I was just kind of I just wanted to see that again so yeah there's that right okay um, that was a bit of a ramble and um, this time, this time, um, I do have my notes here with me and it's on my phone. So I have no excuse for this episode being rambly like last time. But um, I thought about doing this particular topic uh, after I bumped my head against the doorframe a few days ago. Um, I, was, uh, I was picking up this uh, piece of paper that I had dropped on the floor and it was near the, the door like the door frame. So I was picking it up and I, I'd obviously turned too quickly while I was uh, standing up. So I was standing, like I was, I was straightening up and I was turning kind of like at the same time, I suppose. I basically bumped my head into the door frame and <laughs> um, it, it was very like jarring. <laughs> um, I don't know how else to explain it, but it was very, very weird for me because whenever I do bump my head, it's usually like um, in my on my forehead or on the side or like on the back, never like right on my temple, right? So like I bumped it, um, uh, I bumped my left temple, you know, like that bit where like it, like kind of under my temple, but like, um, yeah, so it was a weird feeling. I felt like my head genuinely felt kind of numb and I was like, oh my God, um, I know that, I mean, it definitely wasn't strong enough for it to be like a concussion. Like I know that, um, but yeah, it, it was very like strange for me because I, nothing like that had happened to me before. So, um, I thought it would go away because every other time that I do bump my head, which is a lot, um, I'll get into that, but it's, it's quite often that I do bump my head. And um, I thought it would, the pain would just go away if I just, you know, I just sat down and I just took a little break and rested and everything. But it wasn't going away. So, um, like, I kept touching my head and I kept, like, feeling if there was, like, a a bump on my head. And um, there wasn't, but it still really hurt. Like, it was really tender. So uh, I got an ice pack and I started icing. I started icing my head and that was very strange because I've never done that before. Um, whenever I do bump my head and I, uh, I, I do get like bumps on my head, I just, I just let them kind of exist and they just kind of go away by themselves. Um, so yeah, even icing my head was strange and weird, but yeah, that's never happened to me before. I've never like bumped my head because I turned and was standing up at the sa- I don't know what happened, but I guess I was in a rush or something, uh, but that happened. And um, so that is what has inspired me to (laughs) talk about visually impaired stuff, right? Um, Like things that happen, like struggles, right? Struggles of being blind or visually impaired and, and, um, and also like the hacks or tips or whatever you want to call them for just um, getting over them and 
Yeah, my chair is really like, it's kind of loud. Okay. <laughs> anyways, <clears throat> I don't know if the mic's picking it up. It probably is, but anyways. Um, so yeah, um, I don't know if you've listened to my other, like, I don't think I even went into that much depth about it, but, um, when I say blind here, I'm not like actually blind, blind, like what most people think of blind. Um, I'm more just like visually impaired. I I don't really, I don't know how to explain it. it. It's really hard to explain what I can see and how I define myself based on that. Like everyone has their own definition of their conditions. Um, I, it's kind of like labels, I suppose, like pronouns and it's, it's everyone's choice. Um, <clears throat> but I, I prefer to go by visually impaired, but sometimes, um, I find, like, I used to go by legally blind. I wasn't even sure if I was legally blind, but I think I wanted to, I chose that term because I wanted to insert blind in it somehow, uh, because I wanted, like, I felt like blind packed a punch, right? Like, it would drive the message home, like, look, please, can you help me because I'm legally blind. I thought that would, you know, get the uh, desired effect that I wanted, but it didn't. Um, <clears throat> It actually seemed to make people more uncomfortable. So so then I started experimenting with visually disabled and visually impaired. Um, and not only did those particular labels feel more comfortable to me, but they also seemed to work. And to be honest, I prefer visually impaired more than visually disabled. Um, but I do think that visually disabled does have a bit more of an impact than visually impaired does. So... Um, yeah, and I think it's just I think it's just the word disabled being in there. It just makes people kind of listen to you more. But anyways, little tangent. Um, so I have a list here of things that happen like on a more or less day-to-day basis of my struggles. And yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I can't think of all of them. Um, but these are definitely some of the ones that I come across quite often, particularly at home or like around home or places that I know. So anyways, um, the first one is bumping into things. <laughs> I mean, uh, this is literally what happened the other day with my head and door frame collision. I bump into things a lot, whether that is inanimate objects or people or dogs or whatever it may be. I bump into a lot of things because um, not only do I not have peripheral vision, I I only have like the vision out of one eye to rely on. So I bump into a lot of things. I bump into things that are above me. I bump into things that are under me, uh, beside me, everything, just all around. <laughs> everything is an is a hazard to me, an environmental hazard. I bump into things in my own room and in, in my own house. I bump into, you know, it's just indiscriminate, um, the things that I bump into. So that's actually quite... I mean, it can be annoying, but only in the sense that it will leave me with bruises and then I have to deal with the pain of having a bruise. Um, and normally, normally I don't realize how hard I've, bump in, I've bumped into things uh, because I guess I've become kind of like um, desensitized to it in a way. Um, so I don't really realize how hard I've bumped into things until I realize, oh, I have a bruise. And that's when I you know, and that's when I realized, oh, okay, this, this was a pretty big bump. And I don't, like, when I do bruise, I don't really get, like, that typical black and blue kind of a thing. When I bruise, some, a lot of the times, I don't even get any discoloration whatsoever. It just looks like 
my normal skin, but I know it's bruised because it hurts. So um, whenever it does become black or blue, then I know that I've, I've really bumped it hard. So yeah, um, following the same idea of bumping into things, I trip over things a lot. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I bump, I, tri- <sighs> I trip over a lot of things. Uh, nowadays, especially now that I'm home almost every single day, the main thing that I trip over is my dog. Yeah, I trip over him because he's, he comes under my, um, like he's not tall, right? Because he's like a little bitty puppy. Okay, he's not a puppy, but yeah, he's, he's a small doggo. So um, at best he comes up to about my knees. So yeah, I, I trip over him a lot. Um, if I don't see him, if he's like right under my feet, then I most definitely don't see him and I'll trip over him. And then <laughs> uh, I might trip over him. I might step over on him. Yeah, it, it's happened a lot. I've stepped on his little feet a lot <laughs> to the point where um, uh, now that, like, when I do step on his feet, he'll he'll yelp, obviously, and then he'll turn to me and he'll start growling at me. I mean, he doesn't, like, it's not malicious or anything. Um, I just kind of interpret it as um, him just being like, why'd you step on me? <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel bad, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, he's okay. Um, and he only does it to me because I do it so often. Um, he doesn't do it to my dad or my mom or anyone. It's just me, but it's fine. I don't take it personally. I just laugh it off. Um, and he's always fine, so it's okay. Um, he doesn't limp or anything. He's never limped. So yeah. Um, next one is, okay. Um, I've always got like whenever, when I was, this is especially when I was younger, when I would tell people, oh, I can't see that well. They'd be like, oh, so are you farsighted or nearsighted? Like, like that was the first thing that a lot of people would ask me because I didn't, I didn't say, oh, I'm visually impaired. I'm, uh, I have a disability, whatnot. Um, I would always just say, I, I can't see very well. And so they would, uh, they would ask me, oh, are you nearsighted or farsighted? And um, I would say, oh, I'm both, but I'm also not, like, I'm, I'm both, but I'm also neither. I don't know if that just picked up, but yeah, my, the, the floors and ceilings in this building are really thin. Um, I guess it's an old building thing, but yeah. Um, yeah, so they would ask me if I'm farsighted or nearsighted, and, and I never knew what to answer because I'm not exactly farsighted, but I'm not exactly nearsighted, right? I know it's kind of like weird. It's it's hard to wrap your head around for people who, I mean, I can't even explain it in my own words. Like, I can see things that are far away better, but... I also can't see things like I can't see intricate like details or anything if things are far away and and so like I guess I guess a lot of teachers always ask me this as well um because I would be like oh I can't really sit at the back of the room otherwise I can't see and and they'd be like oh so are you nearsighted and I'll be like well kind of but also kind of not um because if things were too close then I can't see that as well because um, again, like the peripheral vision thing comes in and, and so I can only see what's literally in front of me. And then, um, if it's too close to me, then I can't really read anything or whatnot. So I can't see like the whole picture. So then I'm not exactly nearsighted. So it's a mess, but yeah, I can't see things that are too far away, <clears throat> like text or little, uh, fine print or details or anything like, um, yeah, just little things that are f- farther away. I can't see those. So that's a struggle, um, especially when people are like, can you see that thing, like that, like, 
that thing that's like far away. Can you see that? I'll be like, mm, no. Um, so yeah, that can be a bit of a struggle. Um, <clears throat> okay, my next thing is um, pouring water. Um, and uh, <laughs> there's actually a little... Uh, so like this, this thing is actually related to depth perception, but um, <clears throat> it also relates with uh, people who can't really see, right? Who's got less vision than I have. Um, and for me, it's basically like I can't tell if uh, like the water or whatever liquid is up to the top of the cup or container or whatever I'm pouring this liquid into. More or less, I mean, more often than not, it's it's water. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I can't because it's uh, a lot of the times cups here are just one solid color. I mean, that's pretty standard. I think they're just one solid color. Um, and obviously water is like translucent, so I can't see the water level that well. Um, <clears throat> so my way of seeing if the water is high enough, and I only do this for my uh, myself because it's not exactly hygienic, <laughs> is I'll just stick my finger in. I'll just have my finger just kind of like hooked onto the side of the cup. Um, or whatever, like the container that I'm, that I'm pouring water into, and I'll just kind of, if I can feel the water on my finger, that's when I only, that's when I know that I have to stop. And um, yeah, <laughs> I only do this for me. I only do this for myself. If I'm doing, like, if I'm pouring water for someone else, I'll ask them um, to tell me when to stop. But if I'm just pouring it for myself, then I'll just stick my finger in because, like, I don't care. Um, yeah, um, but there is a little device thing that I've heard about um, that, like, uh, people who are more uh, impaired use, and apparently it's like a, it's uh, it's kind of like the same mechanism where you kind of hook it onto the side of your cup or whatever, and they have like these little prongs. So when um, water reaches that, like it reaches those little prongs, I think they're metal. Um, sounds off like an alarm like a beeping sound or something and um there's like a lower level and then there's like a higher level so um at lower level it's just like a beep and then on um, if it reaches like closer to the top to the top it becomes more urgent or something so I, I know those things exist but i mean i don't really need those right now um if the liquid itself is colored then it's easier obviously i can see it better but if it's usually water then yeah no um, speaking of which, I should drink some of my tea. I've got tea in this, um, tumbler bottle thing. Ooh, that's hot. Okay. Um, next, 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 next. Oh, eating. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is like me just being a messy eater or if this is like a, a vision thing, but... I get anxiety when I'm eating around other people, especially if I don't really know them, because if I drop food on the table, let's say, I will probably, almost always, not know that I've dropped the food, right? Or I won't see that food is like kind of like on the verge of being dropped, right? So yeah, like knowing that about myself gives me anxiety if I'm going to be eating with other people that I don't know that well. Um, because 
with my parents, they understand, and with my friends, hopefully, um, they understand that it's um, it's not because I am reckless when I'm eating or anything. It's I don't see stuff happening on my plate or whatever. I don't know that things are happening. So um, honestly, personally, I prefer like finger foods or things that are at low risk of being messy when I'm uh, eating with new people, but obviously that's not always the case, but yes, this is a struggle. Um, <clears throat> okay, small text. Um, yeah, this is something that I, especially having like a small iPhone, like I've got an iPhone 6S, so it's definitely on the smaller side. I know it's old. Um, but yeah, small text is, it can be a real pain because a lot of apps, um, they don't, in, like they don't have a toggle thing to increase the size of their text and they're not exactly accessible for uh, voiceover which I'll talk about later but uh, it's not accessible for voiceover to read for me so it's a struggle and then I have to use this other tool and then that's also a hassle so yeah small text can be a real pain um, if I have someone there with me then they can read it out for me uh, but if not, then yeah, I it's it's a struggle. Uh, what else? Elevators. Um, this is this is something that I personally don't like struggle too much with, but it's definitely something that I've um, noticed. And it's um, when when blind people or people who rely on braille um, get on elevators, and I don't know if other countries do this, but. In Korea, there are a lot of places where they cover up the buttons with like this plastic cover thingy and it kind of defeats the purpose of having braille on the buttons because you can see the braille underneath the plastic covers but you can't actually feel them unless you like really press into like the plastic and I mean knowing knowing how much people with uh, visual impairment rely on braille to know the numbers on the elevator, I can only imagine how much of a pain that is. And especially nowadays because of the virus, uh, they have this whole thing where uh, it's, I don't even know if it works, but they've got this antibacterial film thing that they put over the buttons. And honestly, it's, I just think it's a bit of a waste because I don't even know if they change it out regularly. I mean, if they do, I mean, maybe it works, but if they don't, I mean, I don't see the point of having these things, but anyways, um, yeah, so that can be a bit of a hassle. And honestly, um, if those plastic covers become dirty, even I struggle to see, like I can, well, I mean, I can sort of see the numbers. Um, it depends on the design of the buttons, but sometimes I can see it, sometimes I can't. And um, if they, if, if it's one of those buildings where I can just about see the numbers on the buttons of the elevators, uh, that's it's fine. I mean, I can kind of get by that. But as soon as those plastic covers start to get a bit uh, dirty and like greasy with like other people's fingerprints and whatnot, that's when it gets annoying because I can't see it, right? And uh, the people, the management of the building, they don't go out of their way to clean it down it's just it's it's annoying um yeah um what else what's what's next um oh another thing that's actually related to elevators is um 
I don't know if this is just like a Korean thing, but there are a lot of very dimly lit elevators here in Korea. I don't know why. It's really annoying. Really annoying. Um, because that means that I probably can't actually see the buttons. And then I just start randomly hitting the buttons to see what number I've gotten. And then I go from there. So yeah, I don't know why, but they've got a lot of dimly lit elevators and it's really annoying. Uh, next. Stairs. Uh, more specifically, going downstairs. Going upstairs, I'm okay with because I can actually see the steps more or less. But going downstairs can be a real pain because, again, this is like a deaf perception thing. Um, <sighs> it's, 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 a, uh, it's frustrating, I have to say. Um, because there are these buildings where they they're abiding by like um accessibility regulations and stuff and they put those like um these like i don't know as i was saying um when those what do you call them um <laughs> you know those steps that have uh contrasting colors at the end of each step um yeah if they have those that's fine because then I'll be able to actually see like, okay, so it's, it's these gray stone stairs, but there's a black strip at the end of each step. So it's fine. I can see those, or if it's like this bright yellow or I don't know, some other random color, like green or blue. Like, I mean, that doesn't really work, but yeah, if, if there's like this, uh, stark contrasting color at the end of each step, that's fine. But I hate it. And I just find it really redundant when, um, these architects, or I don't even know if it's architects, but like uh, the designers who who try to go by accessibility regulations, um, and they try to like make it so that they ha um, they put some kind of indicator that's end of the step, but they do it so that it's just like those very thin three lines at the end of each step and it's just like why do you have these because they don't stand out your stairs are marble and then you've got these with like those little flecks of like black in them anyways and then you have these very thin lines at the end of each step like how am i supposed to see these when i can barely see like <laughs> it just blows my mind that they even they even put these like if you're ugh, i don't even know it's annoying but yeah going downstairs especially when it's like that it's it's really annoying um and it's even worse when they don't have railings on the side or if they only put railings on one side and then the side that has the railings is the side that they've designated to like as like the upward flow so then it's like i need to go down and i need to rely on these railings because you don't have these like indicators but if i go down along these railings people are coming up and, and I'm getting these glares and I'm getting these dirty looks. So like what? <laughs> so yeah. Um, and then the last one on my list here, this is number nine, uh, distinguishing objects or people from the background. Um, I guess this comes from like a depth perception thing. I don't know what, what this comes from. Um, but yeah, I, if you like show me like a photo or something, um, and you say, can you see uh, object X in it? And it's kind of like hidden in it, not like fully camouflaged, but if it's like kind of like similar colors, somewhat similar like uh, texture and stuff like that, I will struggle. Um, and also like, 
I don't know what it's called. I can't remember. I always forget. But you know those like uh, tests where a lot of people think it's like a color uh, color blindness test thing. And I, I think I think they're used as color blindness tests as well. But they're also used for like retinal uh, condition issue stuff. Um, you, those those like circles with like various colored dots in them, and then they have like numbers in the middle, and you have to like see what the number is. I can't do those. <laughs> yeah, I can't do those. Um, the very like obvious ones I can do, but yeah, other than that, I can't do those. And uh, yeah, I don't know what they're called. I should look that up. But anyways, those are the struggles that I go through on a somewhat day-to-day basis. Um, some more often than others, but yeah, those are some of the struggles that I came up with. And now the hacks um, or the tips or the things that I do to get around. Um, yeah, so the first thing is um, I just memorize the layout. Um, this obviously doesn't work, like I said, like even if I memorize the layout, even if I'm really familiar with the area, chances are I will bump into things, I will trip over things. Um, that's, I guess that's just the reality, but memorizing the layout and knowing where things are definitely helps. Um, I definitely bump into things or trip over things in my room and in my house less than I do in other people's um, houses. I, I just think that's, yeah, I just memorize things. I just know where things are. And so that just makes it a lot easier. <clears throat> um, the second thing is magnifier and zoom. So these are um, accessibility features in the iPhone. I don't know what they're called on Android, but... Uh, basically what magnifier is is um, basically you use your camera to zoom into things so this this is what I use when um, I can't see things that are further away or uh, with small text right so I'll just I'll just use my camera um, they have the separate camera thing f- uh, for magnifier uh, like the regular camera it's not quite as good um, the zoom it, it like it focuses a lot better on magnifier than it does on like the regular cameras um so yeah i i have that and zoom is it's not the teleconferencing thing <laughs> no um zoom is um it's like a like these names are kind of strange but zoom is um how should i explain this it's like a little magnifying glass within your screen and you can resize the lens and you can toggle how much you've zoomed into that little magnifying glass on your screen. Yeah, I honestly, I thought that Zoom, the name Zoom would fit better for the function of magnifier and magnifier, like the name magnifier would uh, suit the function of Zoom better. I I feel like that's just more counter, not counterintuitive, but like more intuitive than the other way around, like the way it is right now. But that's just my opinion. So yeah, that's what that is. And then voiceover, um, like I mentioned before, is my lifesaver when it comes to um, uh, like apps and small text on my phone. <clears throat> basically what voiceover is, is it's a screen reader. It'll basically read what's on my uh, screen for me, like what's under my phone. My under my phone, my thumb or my finger, whatever. Um, so let me just actually like see if this will work. So let me just turn on voiceover, right? And so. Mail. One and redeem phone. Messages. Music. 
Double mail. One and calendar. Photos. Maps. Cloth. Footnotes. Reminders. One folder. Safari. Alert. Accessibility shortcuts. Magnifier. Selected. 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 Voice over off. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how uh, that sounds. And it just kind of reads what's under my thumb. And um, I, I really like it. I really like voiceover. Um, I definitely use it quite often. Uh, I use it especially when um, I can't be bothered to put my glasses on or if it's like really early in the morning and my eyes haven't like fully woken up yet and they're still like really groggy. I'll use voiceover um, or or like there are just these days when I just can't be bothered to read. I'll just use voiceover to read what's a, what's on my screen for me. So yeah, I use voiceover for a lot of things. Um, I, I'm not like super, uh, like I'm not a avid user of voiceover. I don't rely on it 24 seven. Um, so I don't know all the features of voiceover. I don't know all like the shortcuts and stuff around voiceover. I just use the bare basics and that's all I need as of right now. Um, so there's that. <clears throat> um, voiceover also exists for like laptops and tablets. Um, I don't know how it works on laptops quite yet. I've kind of understood how it works on phones and tablets and stuff, but I don't really understand how it works on laptops. I've tried it a couple times, um, but yeah, I haven't fully understand. I haven't fully understood how it works. Uh, my next thing that I do is organizing. I guess this kind of ties in with memorizing the layout. But if I organize things my way, like it doesn't even have to make sense for other people. If I organize my area or a certain place or whatever um, so that I understand how it's laid out, then this really decreases the chances of me like losing things or um, forgetting where things are and uh, tripping and bumping and hurting myself in general. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, like, I guess this kind of ties in with the eating thing is, um, try to, try to avoid, like, dimly lit restaurants or, like, dimly lit dining areas and go for, uh, finger foods if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing is... Okay, uh, this is definitely a uh, if possible kind of thing, and it's adjusting spaces if possible. Um, obviously, this kind of more is geared toward like my own living area or my workspace or something like that. Uh, but if I get to adjust a certain space, or um, if I go to a friend's house quite often, then I might just ask uh, if, like, if they could. Uh, help me with adjusting their area just a tiny little bit so that it's a little easier for me um, Obviously, this is something that I can't just be like do it. So um, I do ask for permission uh, So if possible adjusting spaces so that I can avoid injury <laughs> um, And relying on touch I definitely rely on touch a lot um, I kind of think of my fingers as another set of my eyes, in a sense, um, because, you know, they, they give me a sense of distance, kind of, because I don't really have depth perception, so they definitely give me a sense of, um, uh, like, depth and distance. Uh, they obviously also give me a sense of shape um, and texture. Obviously, uh, heat could also be a thing, uh, if I don't 
I mean, I guess heat is kind of a hard thing to see, but like smoke, for example, like I might not necessarily be able to see smoke, but if I can feel like the heat coming off, then yeah. Um, this doesn't just rely on um, touch based on my fingers. I can also just use like my feet. Um, when I'm going downstairs, I do tend to shuffle when I'm going downstairs that I can't really see. So yeah, touch can be just anything. Finger, it's usually fingers and my hands though, so yeah. And the last thing that I've got is just plain trial and error. Yeah. Um, there are certain things that I just have to do over and over and over again. And to the point where it's it's like habit. Um, there's there's just no easy way around it. Uh, so yeah, trial and error. And, and also like just figuring out what kind of method works best. Uh, that's definitely something that I have to, that I have to do. And I have to figure out on my own because... Something that works for sighted people, more often than not, does not work for me. For example, um, my mom, she was trying to figure out why I prefer a certain layout of elevator buttons. Um, because um, a lot of the time in Korea, there there will be like one side <coughs> where the buttons are uh, laid out in a vertical way. And another side of the elevator it'll be uh, laid out in terms of like horizontally. I prefer the horizontal layout because um, it's easier for me to actually like quickly find the button that I need. So for example, this is actually what happened the other day. I had to find the fifth floor and I just pressed whatever button I could see. I had no idea what number it was. I just pressed it, it was the 11th floor. So I said, okay, it's probably not this level, like this row. So I, um, unselected the 11th floor button and then um i i uh went to the row below i just felt my way down to the next uh to my neck to the next row and then i pressed that button it was the sixth floor so then i was like okay uh common sense and just basic um trial and error of how these elevators tend to be laid out the fifth floor is probably going to be on the left of the sixth floor so then i just felt across to the next button on the left and lo and behold it was a fifth floor and so that happened actually like really quickly i know i'm explaining and it takes quite a bit of time but that actually happened i think within like five seconds um after i had actually pressed the button so that happens really quickly whereas uh, my mom she was asking why don't you use a vertical one I, I mean that sounds like that seems more easier because you just have to count the buttons and i'm just and i try to explain to her but um maybe it's just uh, my lack of Korean abilities, but um, it's it's harder for me if the buttons are laid out vertically because yeah, like yeah, I, I just have to count sure. But if I'm let's say I'm on the eleventh floor, right? I don't even know if the fifth floor is on that same vertical column, right? So I don't even know. Like I'm gonna have to count. Like I have to go eleven. So eleven's here, and there's like a certain number of buttons underneath. I don't know how many because I can't see. Um, so I'll actually, I'll have to actually count how many buttons there are. So I'll have to go, okay, so 11's here. So it goes 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. And then if I figure out it only goes up to like the sixth floor, then I have to go find the top of the next column to find the fifth floor. And that will take a lot longer than, um, doing what I prefer with, with the vertical, not vertical, horizontal layout of the buttons. So yeah, um, that's definitely something that I figured out on my own and like that was just a trial and error thing definitely and if it's a building that I am gonna go often so like um I don't know 
with um i mean the obvious thing is with my apartment building i just rec- uh, memorize the the location of that button um this is kind of i mean i yeah sure i do prefer the horizontal layout definitely but uh this is one of the situations where uh, i do prefer the vertical version more and it's only because um on the horizontal layout uh the button of my floor is it's it requires a bit of counting from like the insides it's kind of like slap bang in the middle so um it's not very efficient for me to just randomly jab a number and then be like okay it's here so um because i mean if it was the first time that i'm going into this building then yes sure that would be my go-to but on the vertical side i know that my uh my button that i need to press is at the very top of the leftmost column so that's a lot easier to find so that's just things that i've come to to uh, memorize and i do know where the button is on the uh, horizontal layout side but it's just harder to find it just takes a little longer so which is why uh, i do prefer the vertical layout in that case yeah so yeah those are those are my struggles my day-to-day struggles of being a visually impaired person and um just some of the things that i've learned to navigate around those struggles and um kind of i wouldn't say close to but kind of or at least closer to having a more quote-unquote normal uh life so or at least le- uh less painful life <laughs> yeah so yeah that's that's all i've got for today i hope that was interesting or at least kind of insightful or maybe even hopefully educational um there are a lot of things out there in our society where if you just look if you're just slightly mindful and slightly considerate then you will see how our world is not accessible for all people um obviously i see things uh more in terms of how the world is not accessible for people with visual impairments but if you just think a little bit you will see how the world is not accessible for other people Uh, whether that is people with um, paralysis or um, hearing impairments or um, other mental impairments, whatever that might be. Even for people like the elderly people, they they struggle in ways that a lot of the times we don't really think about as well. Um, so yeah, if you just think about that just a little bit, you really see the flaws in the way that our society is built up and how isolating it can be. So yeah, I hope that was interesting for you. I really do. Thank you so much for listening and joining me today. Don't forget to rate and subscribe or follow. And um, you can also follow the Twitter for this podcast at Day to Night Pod. And I will come talk to you next time. Thank you so much again. And don't forget to smile. Bye.